following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. Well, it's Everson Walls and Mickey Spagnola today. That's right. We're going to play a little shorthanded here on Mick Shots on DallasCowboys.com in the SWBC podcast studio on this Monday. We have now, Everson, moved past preseason, and we are two weeks away from the season opener on September 11th. Well, I gotta say, you know, if I was gonna pick the two out of the three, then we would have to be the guys. <laughs> Sorry, Bill. Stepping we up. We would have right? to be the guys, you know. Especially we're, we're the ones you want in the crunch. Especially since we have a Dallas Cowboys Legends Award winner. Hey, Tom Landry, baby. Congratulations. Tom Landry, baby. Yes. Not just the, not just the, any award. The, the Tom, Tom Landry, Landry Legends the Award. The Tom Landry Award. That's right. Did you know about that? Was it a surprise? You know, they kept trying to make it a surprise, and they didn't do a good job <laughs> at all. <laughs> because I had to work in the show as well. I was a presenter right. also. So, you know, everything was about rehearsal. You know, we got to do this, we got to do that. You got to step here. When you leave, you go this way, don't go that way. And then they had to bring up, well, you're going to come up again. Oh, no. You, know, you got to bring it up because we're rehearsing. <laughs> right? So, like you wouldn't know what right, to do. Right. Well, I would have, you know, the way they had us coming in, they picked us, they came and got us out of our seat to be presenters. And by the way, we were talking about the Dallas Cowboys 2022 kickoff. Kickoff. On Thursday night. What would you call it, a gala? Blue carpet and everything. Blue carpet, that's yeah. right, yeah. So, yeah, we, we did a little rehearsing beforehand. And, you know, because we were sitting in certain places and you had the team out on the stage, they didn't want you coming from the wrong place. Right. So they came and got you before you presented. Well, they didn't come and get me before I received so they had to just tell me which way to go, which, like you said, I would have just gotten up and walked the way I did it. But, you know, the way they were doing things, they were very particular. So you just had to be clear. You know what that reminds me of? Like 40-some uh, years ago, uh, my sister was getting married on a Sunday, and the Saturday in Chicago, the Saturday of that, of that weekend, a very good friend of mine was getting married in Kansas City, and he wanted me to be in the wedding. So I said, okay, I think I can do both, yeah. right? Well, they were so worried because I didn't practice for Sunday <laughs> that I wouldn't know what to do. And no, I'm going, I don't walk down don't the I aisle. have to just follow the person in front of me? <laughs> and just hold your hand yeah, you know, right? just arm it on with I the person. Like, well, what do I you go practice? that way, I'll go this way. Yeah. Yeah. I don't got no vows to practice. Oh, that's too funny. Uh, but anyway, but no, yeah, but that was deal. cool. That was, was neat that deal. they, they uh, honored mm-hmm. you like that and – uh, Roger Staubach was there to present yeah, the award. Yeah. Michael Irvin was MC. I had to crack on this jacket, man. It was, I just couldn't. But was I right? Remember we talked, somebody said, Who, who's going to have the best jacket? I yeah. said, well, Michael. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Well, I don't know about the best, but, but the most interesting. Most outstanding. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Because I, I had to crack on him, you know, because he, you know, he looked like a waiter. Out there, just a glorified waiter, but he did a good job. He did a nice job. He did as a really the, good job. Bus driver, he right? really did a good he job. He kept the thing nope. moving, and uh, they they sure did. It was a long program, and I know the guys were tired. 
I, you know, <laughs> I'm sitting there. We're we're on row one, seat one. Me and my wife and and the fat, my my daughter and my son. And so they're right there. The team is right there. The defense is right there. I know I heard snoring. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, and I'm like, my, my wife's like, oh, they shouldn't be doing that. I'm like, baby, they're tired. And, I mean, and, and by the way, they were so tired, they didn't even think when their names were introduced to stand, stand up. up. We basically got this a little way. No. And not even. Not some even of them, that. Right? I'm like, wait, this is your introduction. I want to know who you are. So Brad was very, very yes. specific right. when it came to the offense. In case you guys, offense, you didn't know, it was protocol for you to stand up and raise right. your hand, even though defense didn't do it. Yeah, because it was yeah. kind of weird because they didn't stand up and they didn't have their picture up no, there. No, nothing. They, nothing. And, so and, then and Brad the, was going fast. And then the offense, uh, it's like, okay, you probably need to stand yeah, up. Yeah, right? it, it looked a little bit, uh, you know, unprofessional. Uh, but once again, you know, they – you know, they, they were, I don't even know if they, they knew they were going to be introduced. Yeah. So, they you know, it looked unprofessional, but that wasn't the intention. Because usually the when they did the kickoff luncheon, they would walk in. Of course. One by one. Yeah. And they'd introduce them. And, uh, but, it, yeah. It was good to see, you know, the, the current players, you know, their, their girlfriends and wives, they all showed up. It was a nice affair. They all had a great time. Uh, no, it was fun. It was fun. I, I acted a fool on the, on the blue carpet. <laughs> uh, with Dak, but you know, it was just my moment. It was just you know, I just had fun yeah. to be involved with the present players. It was an honor for me, really, to just be involved with them. Of course, Dak, you know, did his thing. He's very professional. He always makes the the, the former players feel good. Mm -hmm. He shows us respect every time he sees us, and I, I get it because we know him. Then he feels that obligation to come to us, but because we don't know the other guys as well, right? They wouldn't feel comfortable coming up to us, and I understand that. But guys like D. Lawrence, uh, you know, those guys that I'm sure they showed drew some love, and some of the other veterans that were there because Clinkscale showed up, Timmy Newsom was there, Nate Newton of course showed up, uh, guy who, Preston Jim, Pearson was Jim there, Jeffcoat. Jim Jeffcoat. I didn't get to talk to Jim, but Jim was there. Phil Posderick. Yeah, I saw Phil. He had shorts on. Shorts on and a, and a sport coat. <laughs> I told him, I said, you couldn't find your pants long enough for you, huh? Because he's about 6'7". So, so this is a funny story, and then we'll get on to the news of the day. But uh, that was the first time I think I'd seen Dexter Klinkscale since he disappeared. Yeah. Uh, it was before Back the, in the start 80s. of the 87 season. <laughs> That's right. And I That's remember, right. so I was working at the newspaper, and no one knew where he was, right? They made me go to wherever his condo was, somewhere in North Dallas. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and I was posting up. Right, waiting for him to show up. Yeah, you up. guys used to do that a lot back in the day. Yeah, and he and he never did. Right, it was like, okay, it's nine o'clock at night. I'm out of here. Right, you, Jim Dent, Gary Myers, all you guys. Well, Skip and, Bayless, and the other one was Phil Posderick when he did the same thing in '88. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And didn't show up, so they they made me go to his house. And I go, no, I don't want to do that. And they go, yeah, we got it. I said, so I knocked on a door. His wife shows up and. She goes, yeah, I don't think he wants to talk. I said, that was shocking. dangerous. That's dangerous work, Spags. Right. You could have got the hair knocked out of you by somebody. Pad, That's right. right. <laughs> go with a face mask. Just go with a helmet on. Don't, hey, Phil. It's not really me. <laughs> it, it, it was really weird because I hadn't seen him for ages, and then the last couple of years he showed up at yeah. a few things uh, uh, with you guys. Mm -hmm. So anyway, yeah. So we've got a legend on this show. Hey, you guys hey. respect. 
practice, right? That's right. Respect my name. All right. So the Cowboys <laughs> played a preseason game on Friday, came back and won 27-26. But between uh, – so when was the last time we spoke? We found out, uh, I believe, that uh, Tyron Smith mm-hmm. suffered his hamstring – uh, tear tendon uh, from behind the kneecap yeah, had tear. successful surgery and now the cowboys are kind of in a quandary to what they do at the left tackle position uh, i wrote after the game what i thought they would do or maybe i should say what i think they should do i don't know that they're going to listen to me and i want to get your take on it but it's like well, you drafted Tyler Smith to be your left tackle of the future. Yes. And the way I look at it is the future just arrived. <laughs> so the get the future him has out been there, rushed towards right? so to pr- the present. Get him yes. out there and get him ready. Now, the only problem is the fact that he has a, a sprained ankle. They say it's not too serious. I was going to ask you about that. So we'll find out when... They, they had kind of an easy practice today. He was out there. Uh, but if they go ahead and say, okay, he's the left tackle, and at some point they, you know, Mike McCarthy uh, will speak about it, I believe his next time to talk to us is tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I would imagine they would have made that decision because on the roster right now, the only alternatives uh, are Josh Ball, who didn't play any football last year, and uh, Matt Willetsko, who basically got into practice this past week for the first time since the start of training camp. Mm-hmm. So I just think it's obvious, unless they find somebody on the street that they just got to have. Yeah. And those guys, you know what they've got out right now. Their hand. It's like, how much are you going to pay That's me right. to come That's back? That's right. How much do you need me? Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I talked to – um, Tyler, when he came down the blue yeah. carpet, and, and I asked, you know, what about making the transition from guard to tackle? And he said, well, I played tackle my whole life. That's what I did in college, yeah. so it shouldn't be too difficult. Yeah. So I was just wondering what your thoughts were on it. Well, you know, first they, they, they drafted Tyler because as a guard, correct? Well, they drafted him as a tackle that would play guard. Oh, so then who do, we, who do we have playing guard? It'd be Connor McGovern. It will be Connor McGovern. Yeah. Okay, so we're good there. Who they had actually starting at center on Sunday. I, I mean, on Friday. Really? Yes. He played a couple series at center because my thought was they need a backup center on game the day. didn't even didn't even dress out. No, he did. Yeah, okay. So you know yeah, what that was that just means all about practice. Yeah. I thought McGovern's like, "Hey man, do I get a break?" <laughs> I thought he was pretty funny uh after one of the I think it was after Wednesday's practice when uh Tyron went down and they asked him about, you know, what he does. And he goes, well, I don't know. He goes, I've played eight or nine positions, right? He said, I, you know, I've played all the positions on the offensive line. They had me at fullback. They had me at tight end. He goes, at one time they ran that play, I was out at wide receiver. Right. <laughs> well, I, I say this. Uh, I think Tyler's just going to have to step up. Yeah. I mean, it's just the way it is. You're a young man. Uh, I know the injury's probably bothersome, but – Right now, they're being careful with it. If we need him in a pinch, I would imagine he's going to play. Right. That's just the way it is. 
Uh, sometimes you have to sacrifice your limbs for that. Uh, I, I am uh, of the mindset that I like ball. You know, I like how he played in the game. Mm-hmm. I really do. I mean, I know he played. He didn't play against the starter. Right. But what I saw. No, I, actually, he did. Did he really? Big, I was assuming they, they weren't starters. Their, they played their starters the first two or three series in that first quarter. He did pretty well. I mean, he, he did pretty well. He looked good. Uh, he didn't get beat on first moves. Uh-huh. He didn't get blown by. Uh, even when the guy put down two moves on him, uh, you saw that, yes, he was faked out the second time. But by that time, the ball should be gone, even with a play-action pass. Mm-hmm. That ball would have been gone. That, that, that defensive end would not have gotten to our quarterback in time. So that was his worst uh, moment at that time. I thought he looked really good. I think the depth that we're looking at is extremely uh, impressive, uh, not just on the offensive line, but, you know, I saw these guys balling out. You yeah. know, in the secondary, uh, I was impressed with uh, Bland. Yes. He comes out, he gives up the touchdown. And I'm over at my buddy's house. And I said, okay, let's watch this kid. He just gave up a touchdown, 40-yard touchdown. Which, right. You know. It was it, a hell of a throw, Hell of a throw, way. and the receiver gave a little push-off. Yeah. But that's what you do. So he learned, right? Did, no, did he learn? They came at him four more times. At least he was balling. Mm-hmm. I, I, what I saw right there, that's a defensive back for me. Yeah, you got me this time. I could go into a shell if I wanted to. Right. I could be that guy that's just, I'm never going to turn around and look for the ball ever, you know, because I'm afraid now. I'm afraid to fail. He was not afraid to fail. And that's the true uh, uh, moment. That's the true uh, DNA of a defensive back. Don't be afraid to get beaten. And when he went out there, made a play in the end zone, which is a hell of a play, stuck his hand in last minute, he didn't panic. And every other time, he had poise when the ball was in the air. He didn't panic. He didn't lose his footwork. No, he was on it. He made, he made the play to make him miss the ball, not just that it was an overthrown ball. He made them miss the ball. And see, and, and everybody needs to understand that's significant because Jordan Lewis uh, ended up uh, with the injury. He yes. didn't play in the game. Yes. And he's still rehabbing uh, right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, ankle, hamstring? It was a hamstring. Okay. And uh, – if if they need the next guy up, it's probably Duran Bland, right? He, he showed something, and he for me. played in the slot. He played outside, so yeah. yeah, that was encouraging. And back to ball, I think what happens with people watching him is generally he does a pretty good job, and then every once in a while he has one of those oh no moments, yeah, yeah. and then everyone's like, oh, this guy's no good, right? But remember, he didn't play last year. He hadn't played since December of 2020 until these preseason games. Do you know how he graded out? I do not know how he graded out. uh, But just watching, I thought he was okay. I thought, well, let's go look like he hadn't played in a while. But he kind of got with it a (laughs) little bit. So um, it'll be interesting. When you're playing that blind side, and I'm going back to ball, when you're playing that blind side, you could tell the pressure's on it. And, And he never gave up. He fought hard. And from what I saw, now I didn't look at the entire game. I wasn't studying it, I'm sure, like you were. But from the isolation plays that I saw, he held his own pretty well. And I got to get back to the secondary. You know, interceptions, man. McQuamu. They're contagious. They're contagious. 
one guy gets it. If you got any pride from your other defensive backs, I got to get mine too, man. I mean, right. I can't just be out here dropping balls. You got two, four out here balling. He's got, what, two picks for the preseason? Yeah. I mean, come on, that's not bad. You know, guy gets in, he plays well, and he didn't, they weren't just tip passes, and I'll take tip passes now. They weren't just tip passes. He jumped routes. Mm-hmm. He read them. He reacted to them. He beat the receiver to the ball. Even Nashawn Wright, right? Nashawn Wright gets a pick. These guys, you know, when you when you, there's confidence in the secondary when you see that an, a turnover can be made. It the, the confidence goes throughout the entire secondary, and all of a sudden, everybody's ears are peaked up. Okay, where's mine? I got to look for mine now. He, he got two now? He got two in the season? Man, I don't have one. I got to get one. Yeah. That's how it goes. And it, it was a pretty neat play because they were ended up playing a, a kind of a disguised zone where he let his guy go and mm-hmm. then jumped the inside guy. Yes, he did. He broke my heart because I, I was pulling for <laughs> Drew Locke to win that starting job. And it's like, oh, you didn't read what they were doing. Oh, they were killing. No, they were all over Locke. No, his, that was not going to be his day. Tip balls. Um, I, I got to say. And Pete Carroll didn't wait long to say who the <laughs> starter was, right? Right after the game. Well, you, I mean, Gino did well. Yeah. I mean, you know, when it's, when it's all said and done, I, I think he's, to me, he's, He's done pretty well uh, for the for the for the uh, Seahawks. He's no he's no Russell Wilson, but you know he's doing basic plays. You got the hook route. You got the guy going to swing. You got the deep end cut. Let me hit it. Line, read the linebacker. Pretty simple stuff. Now he was going against uh, second team. Now it'll yeah. be interesting to see what other people release here tomorrow. They got to make the cuts by three o'clock on Tuesday. Uh, you know, and, and everybody says, well, maybe you can pick up a, a, a tackle. And it's like, if some time doesn't need this tackle, how good can he be? Right. Because everybody wants three, yes. right? So whoever's getting released is going to be the – You got to have the starters in the swing, right? Yeah, <laughs> and everybody's going to be the fourth one. Now, is his fourth better than my second right, right. now? Um, so that'll be interesting to see. I would imagine they keep their eye on the waiver wire. They'll be keeping their eye on a veteran. But my thought is, if you bring in a veteran, he's your backup swing tackle because he's least been in the league, you know, if 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 he's been in the league for a couple of years. So right. you would cover yourself there. Right, right. And it would be an insurance policy against Tyler Smith possibly struggling uh, out there. But, you know, just looking at his footwork and – his strength, uh, heck, it might be simpler. I'm not saying it's easier, but from a mental standpoint, simpler to play left tackle than guard. Yeah, guard, you got so much going on in there. You right? do, yeah. Combo you can blocks. get confused off in there. They run the games off in there. Right. Strong, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Usually on the outside, the guy in front of you is coming. That's my dude, right, right there. That's him. I can, I can Michael, isolate. Michael Irvin's <laughs> three-second philosophy. All you got to do is stand in front of the guy for three seconds. You don't have to do anything else. Just get in his way. That's how Mike blocked, too. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It's amazing that Emmett got the yards that he get based it on that. It wasn't on the wide based receiver blocking. So Based on that philosophy. So anyway, so we probably uh, take a quick break, and when we continue – We'll talk about the different positions and some of the decisions and tough ones uh, the Cowboys have to make here on Mix Shots. We paid how much for those lessons? Shh. She's doing great. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, can you pass me a Pepsi Zero Sugar? <sighs> great job, honey. Oh. oh, look at that. That's not the end. 
No way. Now it's time for the encore. You know what? You're right. Five times? Not enough times. For everyone who traded in rock concerts for their kids' recitals, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like. <sighs> the Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a broken traffic light. Stop and go is the name of my game. It's easy. You go, they go. What was it? They go, you go. <laughs> and if you have the wrong car insurance, these repair costs could stop you in your tracks. So get Allstate's new low auto rate and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Not available in every state, based on coverage and limits selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pre-game sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel? Attend the best tailgate party in Texas? Tour the star and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Back, back to mixed Shots. No read, so we'll just continue <laughs> with mix shots here. And uh, by the way, we talked about Everson and myself being here. Bill Jones uh, was called away on duty. I had to do some sort of NASCAR interview. I guess that race is coming up this weekend, if I remember it correctly. Uh, so Bill had to bow out, but he we should. call it on assignment, Mick. On assignment, <laughs> I like that. He got called. That sounds away. really important. Call to duty, right? <laughs> and uh, he should be back. So we'll be doing mix shots uh, again this week on Wednesday and Friday, and then the following week, starting on Tuesday, we will be back every day and at noon. So set your alarm clocks, right? High noon mix shots. All right, so. Here's a couple things that uh, I think we know are going to happen uh, and kind of wanted to explain a couple of these things. Uh, the Cowboys, I think, have all but decided uh, to keep uh, Michael Gallup on the 53-man roster. Okay. So he started off on PUP, uh, physically unable to perform, coming back from his surgery. But here's the thinking there. Uh, even if he... If, if, they, if they put him on PUP to start the season, then he would have to miss the first four games. Yep. It used to be six. Six, yeah. It used to be yeah. six. Okay. Now it's four. But it used to be after four, you can start the guy practicing for two weeks before he got to six. Okay. All right? Well, now it's you got to miss the first four weeks but there's no two-week ramp-up to practice. So what the Cowboys are thinking, if we keep him on the 53, even if he doesn't, is not able to play until after the fourth game, yeah. he can at least practice Okay, because he's on the roster. After the fourth game. No, he can practice 
Throughout. Throughout. Oh, he could oh, practice nice. Wednesday okay. if he was ready. And now, he doesn't have to play, right? But you don't lose him for six weeks. Having Say you had to have a two-week ramp-up before he played. So if you have him out for four, and then it's like, okay, we're going to activate him. Well, now he's got to practice yeah, yeah, for two yeah. weeks. So anyway. No, I want him to come in ready to go. Sounds like yeah. he's going to be on the 53, and then he can practice when he's able to practice and then play when he's able to so, play. So what's, uh, Nate Newton used to say, the same thing, make you laugh, make you cry. Right. So who gets the bad end of that deal? Well, because uh, it looked like they would – and, and I was thinking they had to have him on the 53 and then put him, but they're not putting him on IR. He's mm-hmm, Pup. So mm-hmm. he, he could have just been on Pup. It wouldn't have mm-hmm. affected anybody else. Now, this this one's going to affect somebody else. Uh, I heard Stephen Jones say uh, in his interview today uh, on the fan uh, that Damone Clark, the linebacker that yeah. drafted, had the neck surgery mm-hmm. uh, for a ruptured disc. They're going to keep him. Uh, on the 53 so they can put him on IR return, meaning he has to at least week miss four weeks, but okay. then he can be on the roster going forward. They're going to do the same with Tyron Smith, too, by the way. So those guys have to be on the 53 for 24 hours, and then they can put him on IR return. And that's definitely going to happen with Tyron. And so, you know, they Tyron probably December – uh, I think when when they drafted Damone Clark, the linebacker from LSU, they mm-hmm. said it was a six-month recovery. Yes. So if we do May, June, July, August, September, October, you're looking at sometime maybe in November. Okay. And by the time he's ready to go, it could be December, if indeed. But again, you know, he they want to keep him alive. They, they don't want to have to do that. Uh, I believe James Washington – will go on t- for 24 hours, and then they'll put him on uh, IR return. And so also he's scheduled to come back sometime. Sometime probably the end of September. Oh, I was going to say yeah. October. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If if all went well with yeah. those things, you never. We haven't heard any updates on him. I yeah. Mean, you know how we see Michael Gallup out there running. Right. Like, yeah. He oh, hasn't, Mike looks good, blah, blah, blah. He hasn't started that yet, right. I believe. So, yeah, he's still probably a month a month out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then th- what, they'll, what they'll likely do, uh, there'll be a couple guys uh, that they cut that don't have to go through waivers, like C.J. Goodwin. Uh, he's not subject to waivers, so they'll cut him. Once they move those guys over to IR, then they'll sign him back. And he's only on a one-year deal. Same with the deep snapper, Jake McQuaid. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did that last year with both of those guys. Uh, you know, when you look at when you look at someone like Goodwin, and you look at these young boys that are coming up, and they're doing a doggone good job. Uh, Marquise, you know, we're talking, you know, about twenty-four. That kind of puts him in jeopardy, doesn't it? Well, I think they value his ability to play special teams okay. more than anything else. Okay. And these young guys really haven't played because I, I was talking to your guy Marquise. Mm-hmm. And I asked him, I said, so my guess is you didn't play any special teams in college. He goes, not a down. Really? Because he was starting, right? Yeah, but that, and, and, 
And and he goes, but I'm willing to learn. Yeah, he yeah. goes, they got me on all four. And I looked at him and I said, you look like a special teams player. Well, right? you know, I mean, most most. Did you see how he ran with the ball after I did. the pick? I did. I did. That I, was his running back days from high school. That was very good because the guy tried to cut him low. Yeah. And that was a nice move. He side, sidestepped him a little bit and he stayed on his feet. Right. No, he's, that was. I thought he was going to the house. So those are a couple guys that, and then they'll. They may need a couple more, and so you're basically looking at guys that are vested veterans so they don't have to go through waivers so somebody can't just claim them, and they have to be basically with one year left on their contract because the last thing you want is to cut a guy thinking you're going to resign him, but if you cut him and he's got two or three pro, uh, years of prorated signing bonus, that all activates right into the cap. So you don't want that to happen. So they'll probably find a couple other guys that might be head scratchers like, hmm, why'd Mm -hmm. they cut that guy? And then they can sign him back. All three coaches that I had, well, three out of the four, veterans were on special teams at all times. Really? Yes. Tom Landry, I played. You didn't uh, play special teams. I was on kickoff coverage. I was also on punt return. For how many years? Every year. No way. Every year. I was never off of it. Why were you on punt return? Well, because you got to hold up the end. <laughs> and that's like playing That's like playing defensive back. Right. Uh, Victor Scott and myself. Yeah. Dude, they isolated on us on Monday Night Football because this, they had this, this kid out here from the Patriots, I remember. It was Thanksgiving or something like that. And he was supposed to be the guy because he always got down. He was our their Bill Bates. Right. Man, we wore that dude out. <laughs> I believe the commentator said, that's unfair. That's what he said. It's unfair how badly we were beating him up. <laughs> so I always played punt return, and I always played kickoff coverage. My entire career. Even with the Giants? Even with the Giants. Well, especially with the Giants, Especially right? with the Giants. You know Parcells. Right. He don't play. And Tom Landry the same way. They want veterans. But not when you specimen. went to Cleveland, did you? When I went to Cleveland, I still played uh, kickoff coverage. And, yes, I still played kick, uh, a punt return. You got to jam that dude. Right. You got to keep him from getting down there. That's the that's the runner. We got to keep the runner from, from getting down there and, and disrupting the catch. Every so, no, you wanted veterans over there that could do that job. I, I loved it. I enjoyed it. I, it reminds me of um, Darren Woodson because – Basically, his rookie year, when they didn't think he could make that transition from that kind of linebacker, hybrid linebacker, to rover safety. to safety, yeah. they, he basically was on special teams, mm-hmm. right? And so the next year, I remember Jimmy telling me this. He goes, one of my mistakes I made was I should have had Darren Woodson playing in the slot right from the beginning. Yes. He goes, I just didn't think he could make that transition. But he still played special teams. So every year it was like, okay, yeah, we're not going to have Woody on special teams. And <laughs> Avizano would not take him off special teams, right? And, 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 and he played special teams till he finished his career. He was always on, on special teams. I was more impressed by Darren Woodson, by him sacrificing his safety position to come down and play that slot receiver towards the end of his career. That is extremely to still difficult do it. to do. Yes. To still do I, I had to do it myself until I retired. That was new for me until I went to the Giants. And that was about nine years uh, you know, before I didn't do anything. I just stayed on the outside. And I think it was the same way with Woody. It was out of necessity. You need a veteran there that knows how to cover, to know down and distance, 
uh, to know what's a priority, to know that if your guy catches a five-yard route on third and ten, we're good. You're not going to be jumping a five-yard route. You know how to cover. You know how to prioritize. So that's why it's good to have a veteran on that slot receiver. I did not understand the importance of it until Belichick put me there when I got to the Giants. And when I saw Woody doing it as yeah. well, I had much more respect for him. And I think because he's a safety, people don't realize Leroy Butler didn't come down and play the slot man. Exactly. Okay. Steve Atwater did not come down and play the slot man. Darren Woodson came down and played the slot man routinely. And to me, that gave him gave me much more respect for him than any of those other guys that are we already to, in the hall. We need to put you on that 49-man voting committee. Tell me about it. I can, <laughs> I'll get Woody on, baby. I'll get, get Woody get it on. Get straight, he right? Needs to be on. You know, the other uh, special teams thing that always made me laugh, so when Danny White showed up for the Cowboys in 76, he was the punter. Yes. And he was the punter. And he was the punter. <laughs> and then in 81, when he be, or 80, when he yes. became the starting quarterback, he was the punter, punter. right? And, and, he, and, he, and he, t- he told me the story that every year he would go to Gill after he was the starting quarterback and go, you know, this punting thing, he goes, you know, maybe I should get a raise. And, and, and Gill would tell him, you know what, you're, you're not going to punt. We'll have somebody else punt. He said, so after about the second or third year I was starting oh, at quarterback, man. I went to Gill and I said, hey, I'm still punting. And he goes, maybe I, you know, deserve a raise. Oh, and he said, well, so uh, he said, Danny, go talk to Tom. Tom wants to talk to you about it. So he said, I went into Tom's office. And he goes, and I basically made my same plea. And he said, Tom looked at me and he goes, he goes, well, you know, Danny, he goes, when I look for players, he goes, the more they can do, the better. He goes, so I, you know, and he goes, how does that not, how does that not re, uh, equate to right more pay? Right. And, and he said, I, I couldn't, everybody should do as much as they can to help the team. And he goes, I didn't have an argument for it. And he goes, I knew I wasn't going to win. Tom Landry always tried to say he had nothing to do with negotiations. Right. That was the biggest lie that Christian ever let out of his mouth. Okay, you know he is part of the three-headed monster. There's Tex, there's Gil, and Tom is in there. He is part of that triangle. All right, so let's do this. Let's look at these positions and see see what you want to do. So quarterback, Mm -hmm. got Dak, and then there's Cooper Rush and Will Greer. Say you only can keep two quarterbacks. Cooper. You keep Cooper. I keep Cooper. And you hope Greer gets through waivers and man, put him I on like the practice Greer too. Squad. He, he looks good in the pocket, right? But he man, just has some weird throws. Something's going on, man. I mean, and, and then he comes up with these amazing throws, right? And man, he looks so good in the pocket. You're like, that's my guy. Until sometimes you see him throw. I mean, there were his first. Well, it was there were four passes that I saw early well, on. The first one, <laughs> yeah. we're going to talk about it, right? <laughs> right the deep right, out, right? Right. And he came up like five yards <laughs> right, short. Right. I thought he was throwing to somebody else. I didn't know what was going on. Like he on. overthrew somebody, right? Right. And then you had uh, you had another one also rolling out to the left. Same thing. Threw it short. Uh, the guy tried to dive out of bounds for it, if mm-hmm. you recall, and he, and he didn't have to dive. The guy was open. And I think it was two more that I can't recall right now, but I do know that he righted the ship when it was as he got more time. Yeah. And the thing is, you you get into a game in the regular season, you ain't those, got time, those plays right? are gonna be, you're gonna you won't have time. Yeah. Yeah. Those plays are gonna contribute to the to your lack of 
of, of, of time. Okay, so we keep two quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Running backs, uh, we know Man. the first two, and then you got Rico Doddle mm-hmm. and Malik Davis. Man, oh. And boy. I'm sure you want to keep all four. Oh, wow. Wow. Three, four? Three, four is good. And if you only keep three. No, I'm talking about number 34. You keep him instead of Doddle. And that's that's a tough call. Right. That's a tough call because Doddle, he can see that hole, and he hits it fast, he hits it hard, he knows how to stay on his feet. When you look at uh, Davis, I just love the way he operates in space. You know, his ability to, to, to be able to, to give, you know, he gives him, he retreats a bit, and then he's able to split it. That's that's just rare, right? For good uh, running backs. So the way I look at it is, every team has one of those rookie or sec- first year free agent type guys that it's like, oh, we can't lose him, right? You know, but you can't keep everybody, right? Uh, so one of them, I would think, end up they hope to get through waivers and put them on the practice squad. Yes. Uh, now wide receiver. This is a tough one mm-hmm. because you want to keep Washington on for the 24 hours and then place them on uh, uh, injured reserve recall. Right. right. So now, with, so you have to count him without, yeah. And with Turpin, you can say he's a special teams guy, but you know what? They're giving him an opportunity to play wide receiver, right? So you're you going to keep him. Obviously, you're keeping uh, C.D. Lamb. So that's three. Mm-hmm. Probably Noah Brown. That's four. Uh, if you keep Michael Gallup, that's five. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we're looking at Jalen Tolbert. That's six. And you would probably like to keep Dennis Houston and or Simi Fihoko. And so that's seven. And you certainly can't keep eight. Simi was having a tough time. Yes. He was having a tough time. Uh, and, and, and but But now, as you look at those receivers – you still have to look at them as you look at Turpin. How many are we going to keep for special teams? Right. And, and, and then there's another guy that kind of showed up these last two weeks, Brandon, Brandon Smith. Yes. 80? Yes. Looking good. So they've got – this is going to be one of those deals where they're going to cut somebody that gets picked up, yeah. that goes plays somewhere else. I think the tight end position has kind of settled itself. Uh, with Dalton Schultz, Jake Ferguson, and uh, Peyton Hendershot. Hendershot. I, I kept hearing about him, and the more I watched him, I'm going, okay, this guy's on. Now they're going to have to figure out what they do with Sean he, McEwen. He, he caved down that entire uh, right offensive line for Seattle. Or I think it was they ended up scoring on that play, if I'm not, not mistaken. I just remember he laid that guy out. There was a, a defensive end. Yeah. He tried to slice inside, and 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 Vander, what's his name again? I'm sorry. Hendershot. Hendershot. Hendershot just moved him right on down the line and cut off everyone. And then and when he scored point. the winning touchdown, mm-hmm. and his helmet blew up, or maybe that was beforehand. I can't remember how it worked because I remember him saying the uh, chin strap broke off. Uh, and then he said the, the the inside padding came out of the helmet too. Oh, and he said him. so he went to the sideline, and uh, uh, 
he's standing there and they're waiting for his helmet and they were trying to fix it and he, he's like well come on come on it's time to go and they, they hadn't given it to him yet so ferguson gave him his helmet and he ran went back yeah. out there so he didn't miss any snaps uh so yeah they got to make a decision there with uh with McEwen. and i thought maybe because he hadn't been practicing maybe he can they can put him on uh ir and just keep his rights and act like this is a red shirt year for him uh, and then the offensive line, and I think we got time to do this before okay. we take a break okay. and get to the defense. Um, I think the tough decisions are um, you got to keep Tyron Smith on before you move him over. Can you keep nine or can you keep ten? Uh, I think they like Matt Forniak as a backup center guard. You want to keep a let's go and, and Josh Ball. Uh, and, and then I think it comes down to uh, Eviante Collins, mm-hmm. who's got a little experience, mm-hmm. but if you can get him through waivers, you can p- have an experienced guy on the practice squad. I think that'll be the Would guy. Would you think of bringing in another guy? And then there's also that. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's some veterans out there. Old ones. Yeah. Nothing against old no. veterans. <laughs> hey, same here. <laughs> same here, pal. <laughs> but uh, I think you keep your eyes open for yeah. it. And like I said, and if nothing else, for a backup swing tackle. Uh, so that kind of looks at the offense. We will continue uh, breaking down the defensive cuts that are going to be much more difficult. We got to go back to the wide receivers. Here on mix shots. You're right. <laughs> we got to go back. <laughs> Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a broken traffic light. Stop and go is the name of my game. It's easy. You go, they go. What was it? They go, you go. (laughs) And if you have the wrong car insurance, these repair costs could stop you in your tracks. So get Allstate's new low auto rate and be better protected from mayhem like me. Not available in every state based on coverage and limits selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. We paid how much for those lessons? Shh. She's doing great. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, Can you pass me a Pepsi Zero Sugar? (sighs) Great job, honey. Oh. Oh, look at that. That's not the end. No way. Now it's time for the encore. You know what? You're right. Five times? Not enough times. For everyone who traded in rock concerts for their kids' recitals, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. Back, back, back. to Mick Shots. 
And we continue here on Mix Shots on DallasCowboys.com on this fine Monday. The Cowboys got in a light practice today. Uh, we'll try to get on a regular schedule the rest of the week. Uh, they will have Tuesday off as they normally do and then practice Wednesday, Thursday, Friday would be kind of a walkthrough practice. If it was game week, they will have that off Saturday and Sunday, and then I think it's back to work on Labor back Day. Back to work, on baby. Monday. And, you labor uh, on Labor Day. You that, know, that's well, how it goes, baby. That's, that's part of the job. <laughs> that's how right? it goes. <laughs> I haven't had Labor Day off for years, right? It, you labor. Uh, another sad note uh, from uh, one of the – Cowboys family, uh, offensive coordinator, former offensive coordinator, Ernie Zampezi passed away today at 86 years old, spent uh, four years as the Cowboys offensive coordinator, uh, 93 through 97, or 94 through 97, Mm -hmm. excuse me, uh, and uh, took over for Norv Turner and had been an assistant coach, boy, around the league, the Chargers, the Rams, the Cowboys, New England, and then Washington as a consultant. And I thought this was about sums up a nice tribute uh, paid to Ernie uh, by Troy Aikman. Lost a good one today. Ernie Zampezi was one of the brightest offensive minds in the history of the game. Many of his offensive concepts are still being used to this day. He was my offensive coordinator in Dallas from 94 through 97. One of my most memorable moments was winning Super Bowl 30 in Tempe, Arizona in 1995 and Ernie getting the Super Bowl ring that eluded his entire uh, Hall of Fame career. Mm-hmm. He was a good one. He was a character. Uh, loved talking ball with him. Uh, he used to walk around with like three – three pens in his hands and he was always doing this right and then one day i found myself always walking around with one pen i didn't i don't know if it was an italian thing or what what was right? he trying what he was always he had he was just always had pens in his hands right well he was always that, that guy. and a cigarette by the way he was always that guy when you needed someone to put you over the top he was always that 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 whipped cream on top the, you know, he as br- a coach, as a yeah. coach, he brought the he brought what you needed. He brought the professionalism. He brought the knowledge. He brought the system that he knew was going to work. Right. You know, you just do what I say. It's going to work. It's like it was like bringing Tom Landry in. It's tried and it's true. Yeah. And that's why guys like uh, Troy Aikman uh, are so indebted to him, because when he comes to the table, you know, your game is going to elevate. And he was he he. Um born in Santa Barbara, and I remember the one year— I thought everybody was laid back in Santa Barbara. Right, he yeah. Was not no, <laughs> he, no, he was pretty intense. Uh, I remember uh, the one year in training camp, uh, we were in Oxnard, one of the early days in Oxnard, and Troy had a home in, I want to say it was Carpentiera, which was right outside of uh, Santa Barbara. Mm-hmm. And so we got in one of these little van-type things, and we were going to ride up there uh, for an evening. And I was sitting next to Ernie on the bus or the van, and we passed this little, looked like one-door <laughs> church, right? And he goes, I was baptized right there, right? And he always had some story for you <laughs> that was just just priceless. So 
Ernie Zampezi. R.I.P. Ernie. One of the best ones. Yes, okay. Defensive line. I got 12 guys I'd like to keep, <laughs> and I can't keep them all. Well, it's like the offensive line. Where we need to be the strongest, I think we need to have the most backup. So I'm going to read them in order that are by numbers here. Let's do it. Sam Williams, Dante Fowler, Tristan Hill, Demarcus Lawrence, Carlos Watkins, Dorrance Armstrong, Terrell Basham, John Ridgway, Neville Gallimore, Osa Odigizua, Quinton Bohanna, and Chauncey Golston. I thought Fowler was a, a linebacker. He's considered a defensive end. Okay. Yeah. I think he might have played 3-4 yeah, linebacker. He did. But he was a defensive end. Mm-hmm. So at least two of those guys have to go. And if they keep Ridgeway, Carlos Watkins, I think, may be the one that to they go? move on from. And again, he's another guy. You can always put him on the practice squad if he gets through waivers. And then Terrell Basham, uh, I think, although he has played well these last two preseason games, uh, that might be my way to get the 10. Sometimes, sometimes the latest memory is the best memory. Right, yeah. yeah. And then there's always um, a trade. Somebody might want to trade for somebody. You know, Tristan Hill's in the last year of his contract. Uh, so there's kind of a log jam there at, at defensive tackle because they've got some ends that they could move inside and play defensive tackle on mm-hmm. the nickel, uh, which is one of the things they've done with um, with Chauncey Golston. You know, they had him. He was a defensive end. He put on weight. They had him inside as a defensive tackle. And then in one of these last preseason games, I saw him back out at end. So, again, the more you can do. The more you can do. Right. And, and to me, if you're if – you're, I'm looking at you said 12. Wow. <laughs> That's your final roster, 12? There's let's see 1 2 3 4 5 6 12 guys, yeah. 12 guys. Two guys I would think. But you're still you're still over. Yeah. Two people. Yeah. I yeah. think I think you got to get rid of an offensive lineman just based on your No, and I the, mean and the, and the D lineman. D lineman. Yeah. yeah. I think you got to give yeah, yeah. You could maybe squeeze 11, but I don't think you can do 12. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Linebackers should be uh much confusing. easier. Confusing. No, confusing. But but initially Yeah, you're talking nickel you're or you're talking put, If you're going to put Damone Clark on the 53 to then move him to IR, that means you would have to keep seven linebackers to start with. So you got Parsons Jabril Cox, Devin Harper, Anthony Barr, Leighton Vanderish, and Luke Gifford, who's kind of looked at as your special team's yeah, ace. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of crowded there. So, I mean, to me it's confusing because, you know, you have the hybrids coming from the defensive back position. Jay, with Curse. With Curse. Also with, maybe Ma- with Bell. And McQuamu. Yeah, McQuamu. So you're talking about, you know, I would, I would try to combine – those linebackers and, and the DBs, because what you're looking at with the hybrids you know, and with us playing nickel most of the time, mm-hmm. are we going to change this and go to a three-linebacker set? Or are we going to stick with – How many times do they play a 4-3, true 4-3? Not much, right? I mean, but is this a change? So the tough one is what you do with Devin Harper, your fifth-round draft choice. Can you keep him on the 53, or do you think, gosh, can I get him on the – on the practice squad because mm-hmm. you'd, you'd certainly like to keep him. And then one of the guys that could get sacrificed and 
Malik Jefferson. This last game, I think I finally saw 45. Yeah. But before that, it, it was, it's been pretty quiet. And once again, they got to be able to play special teams. Right. If they can do something on special teams, then that's going to add to their value. And, and I guarantee you, Cox can play special teams. Harper can play special mm-hmm. teams. Uh, and Gifford can play special yes. teams. So that would be your three backup guys. And then you got your three starters. All right, defensive backs. I got way too many. <laughs> yes, you do. I see it. I got eleven here. <laughs> oh my God! So Calvin Joseph currently is uh, out with a concussion, mm-hmm. and Jordan Lewis is out with the hamstring strain. So then it's Anthony Brown, Donovan Wilson, Trayvon Diggs, Israel Mukwamu, Nashawn Wright, J. Ron Curse, Malik Cooker, C.J. Goodwin. You're going to cut and bring back Deron Bland. Uh, you you got to keep him, uh, and then Marquise Bell, which mm-hmm. I I know they want to keep. So there's uh, a few too many guys there. Yeah, you got a lot of guys there. I'm I'm looking at those uh, the cornerbacks. I think you're going to need the safeties. I think we have enough safeties to where we can, you know, they can play either side. Uh, some of uh, a couple of them could probably drop down and and play the slot. Uh, but what are you looking at? I see you just changed. I got your five. Five safeties. Okay. That's kind of what. So now the cornerbacks, Kelvin Joseph, Jordan Lewis, Anthony Brown, Trayvon Diggs, Nashawn Wright, and Deron Bland. Joseph Joseph has had a tough uh, preseason. Although he showed up in the practice on Wednesday, had an interception early. Mm -hmm. That's practice. and a second round. That's, that's, that's less than preseason. Second round pick. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and that's what just, you know, you want a guy that's going to show a little bit more potential. And right now, all you know is potential. Right. All I know is what I've seen you do. And right now, you haven't shown much. And then and then I would think Nashawn Wright. Also had Who had struggled in preseason until yeah. he had that interception. Uh, so, yeah, somebody there or two have to go. Uh, and then you got your – Three guys on uh, special teams, Anger, Maher, and McQuaid. And I saw somebody said, well, they can release Maher and then sign him back. Mm -hmm. But he's subject to waivers because he's only got three years in. Okay. So, and I just noticed where Carolina lost their kicker, suffered a – uh, a groin injury in the last preseason game. So they're on the hunt. So they're Carolina's looking for Carolina's on the hunt. And if they need to bring – they could just claim them in, on waivers. I don't know that you want to expose them. Who was the third guy? Well, it was the third guy you Oh, said. you you can you can release McQuaid. Yes. They did that before, yes. the long snapper, yes. and then bring him back. Yes. He's got uh, – I want to say he's – gosh, he's got a bunch of uh, – where is he at? Yeah, he's he's a twelfth year guy. Wow. Yeah, right. Twelve. So wait. So they're they're not out there. No one's out there looking for snap. Long, not at this point. Yeah. Right? Was, because I mean, if you're signing, if you're if you're going to sign him, you got to give him some money for him to leave the job he has. Right? And I'm telling you, and they can just they, say if you, to find a good snapper, that's right. That's a luxury. And you could always tell the guys, we're releasing you, we're bringing you back, you mm-hmm. get your same money, mm-hmm. and if somebody offers us something, it's like, okay, Come well, back and check gotta, with us first, right? Yeah, we got to give you more. All right. All don't right. don't yeah. go because yeah, you I would say I would say he's the guy to go there. Yeah. And then, but and but then getting back to those wide back. receivers. Yes. 
Okay, so what's who's our start? Who are our, our starting? Why so the way right they've been playing it without Gallup mm-hmm. of late, mm-hmm. it has been uh, C.D. Lamb, mm-hmm. and then Noah Brown has mm-hmm. kind of snuck into the second spot, okay. and then it's been Tolbert and Dennis Houston mm-hmm. as the third guy. <laughs> so that's what we're looking at on Sunday night. So that would be four, right? Yeah. And then you, if you keep Gallup, that's five. I'm just talking about the starters. And then you move him over. I'm, I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm talking about the, the first two weeks of the season. And then that's that's the starters that we're looking at right now, wide receiver. Right. Okay. And then you got to decide if you want to keep any of those other young guys. Oh, I forgot Turpin. That's six. And then you he gotta, will be used. And then it'll come down to Simi Fihoko. Uh, they've got Dontario Drummond, but I think he's probably a practice squad guy, and Brandon Smith. So there's three guys in there. So you look at the Tampa. You look at the Tampa one. game. You're gonna be. You're gonna have a few receivers out there that no one's ever heard of before, on both sides. And one of them, Noah Brown, basically had been special teams and your fourth or fifth receiver. Now he's looking at being maybe number two, or maybe Dennis. I think he's ready for it. Dennis Houston and then Tolbert are the third guy. No, uh, Brown. Brown's ready and for they want to work Turpin in there. Yeah, I think Brown is ready for it. He's been, you know, he's been he's played big big downs for the last two years for us. I'm not worried about that. Then you look at, like I said, you look at Tampa's side. They don't have Godwin, right? Uh not yet. Not yet. So no, they've got their problems. Yeah, yeah, and, and they also have their problems on the problems. offensive line. No doubt, because they're they're replacing basically four of their five starters sure from last One year. One of them just got hurt. Yeah, yeah, uh, and uh, they lost their center. They lost the center, and the backup guy that was going to play guard Stinney uh, lost him. Yep. Uh, so yeah, they've they've got their problems. Although their quarterback came back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looked pretty good, too. <laughs> <laughs> and he, and he played in that third yeah, preseason game, good. right? So those are some of the issues the Cowboys are facing. Uh, we'll probably know more. Well, we definitely will know more tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, the cuts at 3 o'clock. And not only the cuts, but moving guys to the different uh, reserve lists or hoping that you can get them back through waivers. Uh, and then by noon, I believe noon on Wednesday, you can start putting together your 16-man uh, practice squad. So as soon as we uh, end this show, something amazing is going to happen. And <laughs> no, no, no. Well, the cuts have at least been made. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm not something oh, else. Oh, you mean is today? Yeah. I thought you were That's, talking about no, Wednesday no, when we're back on mixed shots. No, when we leave today, just just true to form, something's going to happen that is going to, you know, unless, affect this team. Unless that, they want to. We're going to miss out on. We're going to Unless they're going to protect their guys because you don't want to expose everybody before you have to, uh, to waivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no sense giving the other teams like a 24-hour head start on looking at your roster of the guys that you cut. That's why they don't normally announce it. But it gets out. When guys get cut, right? right? So what's their agent doing? Well, they're putting it on Twitter, make sure that or Instagram, whatever. Gets another shot. Use. So That's right. it's like, hey, my guy's available. That's right. So 
that's what usually happens. That stuff gets released before the team actually officially cuts these guys. Or you just go hide and they can't find you, right? Well, yeah, you can, well, Cowboys could do that. I think they have done that before. Hide the player. No, I mean the player hides. No, hide he, the play. he doesn't want to hear. <laughs> hide the play. It's like there's no knock on the door, right? <laughs> Which would used to happen oh. all the time. Now you got to make a phone call. You just stay off your. Oh, phone ran out of juice, right? That's a good one. You can't That's call. A good you one. can't call. You yeah, can't, thank, thank God for COVID. It's like, well, you'll <laughs> you'll get cut, and then we'll tell you if uh, we don't bring you in. So, anyway, a lot going on here with the roster. Um, you know, I remember uh, after the last preseason game when they were playing four preseason games, and then by Tuesday you had to cut the roster mm-hmm. to fifty three. We would stay in the press box, the press box, and Tex would take part in this, <laughs> cutting the roster to 53, right? And everybody'd put in a couple bucks or whatever and see who got it right. Well, the only person they trusted with the ballots uh, was Tex's <laughs> wife, right? Well, you guys, that untrustworthy. You no, we didn't trust Tex either. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's supposed to know more than us, right? <laughs> Vern Lundquist would always be on it too, because yeah. he always get that last Cowboys you don't trust Vern? game. You don't trust you Vern? Know, those old, Come on, man. Those old veterans, <laughs> you got to watch for them. That's right. But yeah, but Mrs. Schramm would take take care of the pot. Who, and, who usually won? Oh, it was it varied. Tex didn't always win, oh, by the okay. way, right? So he, he I could see him going into Tom's office. Ah, I've got to get this right. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so before we go, yes, Sam Williams, boy, if he could just mind himself on those late hits, right? That's right. He he looks like he is a player. He does. He, he looks like a bigger Michael Parsons. Yeah, I like that. And he's he he's hasn't played that much football. So there are times he's not aware, like the time, I guess it was in the uh, the Chargers preseason game when, oh, I'm free, I'm going after, the, oh, no, they're throwing a screen pass right. to your side. <laughs> right. He was on, ah, I got here. this, I'm right? I'm going to kill yeah. this guy. And, right. and, but I noticed this last game, they tried it too, and he was more reserved. No doubt. Uh, his, and, his, his chase down was, was right. good. Yeah. And, and the one late hit he got, he, he hit, his hand hit the quarterback. That's what happened. In the head. That's, I wouldn't call it, it a late hit. Late, right? I wouldn't call it a late hit. Yeah. But they called it a late hit. Yeah. To, it was just hand to the face. Yeah. That's all it was. And then the previous game, they said that he, that he hit him too high. He hit him with his shoulder. He didn't lead with his head. Uh, but again, referees are also in preseason. Them, right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Everson, thank you very much for. I didn't have to do this by myself. I know. Thanks, Bill. For nothing. Bill will be back here on Wednesday. (laughs) We'll be doing mix shots at 2 o'clock Wednesday, and we'll go over all the cuts that will have taken place by 3 o'clock on Tuesday. For Everson Walls, I'm Mickey Spagnola. Thanks to Chris Beam for keeping us going here, and we will return on mix shots on Wednesday. See ya. Go Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?